This week's episode of Choose Don't Excuse is brought to you by a brand new sponsor. We're super excited to have Julian Gibson and Rethinking Rich be a part of the Choose Don't Excuse team. This your boy Jay Gibson, CEO and founder of Rethink Rich Academy, Rethink Rich Incorporated, with a new face of finance. Get used to it. And I just want to tell you guys, if you're looking for elite financial training and coaching, but not just about investment to help your whole life. I want you to go to RethinkRichAcademy.com. We are doing free training right now for the entire year of 2020. So join me on Facebook at Rethink Rich Academy and follow me on social at Rethink Rich. Welcome to another episode of Choose, Don't Excuse, where we explore the power of choice in every aspect of your life. I'm Jody. And I'm Judy. And we are heading into a Memorial Day weekend, but we're all going to be working. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. Memorial Day doesn't mean it's not Labor Day. No, it's definitely (laughs) Memorial Day. It's Labor Day. It's Memorial Day. Yeah. And and that's an important day, right? It's the day that we recognize... Um, and pay tribute to those men and women that serve our country to keep us free and also serve in other capacities, the men and women in blue and, and the fire department and all, all those um, people that really have a big impact on us. So um, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to all those who have served and who continue to serve. Um, and we have family members that are serving or who have served. And so we want to thank you and recognize you um, on this uh, weekend, this Memorial Day weekend. Yes, so. thank you very, very much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, you know what? The other thing that I, you know, as I think about these men and women that do that, one of the things that just stands out, just incredibly powerful is their desire to serve and uplift and take care of those people that they love. And there are absolutely no excuses for them. There's just a sense of, I need to do this. There's a sense of duty and wanting to do that. And I, you know, they don't let anything hold them back from that internal push to accomplish that goal and serve other people. Yeah, that's actually, that's a really unique um, behavior, I think. I feel like it's a unique behavior or personality to have that you're just not, you're kind of self-sacrificing. You're not really. Yeah. And I feel that way because they're on the front lines. Absolutely. They, they, they've decided, hey, I'm going to um, give up my life, essentially, if, um, you know, it comes to that situation, uh, whatever it might be, to serve. And to literally give your life in service in everyday action. I mean, it's just not me, you know, if I lose my life, it's I'm dedicating my life of service um, and, you know, really doing that. And I think, too, we need to give tribute to those families behind those men and women because they're as much involved in that service as the individuals that are actually wearing the blue or gray or green, you know, green or uniform. Right. And then, well, if you think about it too, it's like, I remember um, just as a family, being a family member, well, you, you know, being a family member of your dad who served your mom and dad, Yep. it's like, you know, wherever they went, you had to go. And, you know, fortunately your parents didn't, you know, have to fight a war and no my dad was in the middle of vietnam oh okay but he didn't he didn't get deployed to vietnam but he actually served during the vietnam war era 
Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he got he got fortunate where he never had to go to Vietnam, but he was serving during that time. So yeah, and I just think like you you're right because a family member also has to sacrifice. I mean, I know you you always joke around about being the the one that had to travel and and in the sense of moving from place to place and. You sacrifice in that way because you sacrifice school and your friends and oh yeah, you, know, you move from place to place all the time and you really hated that. Yeah, you know, on one hand it was very challenging, but on the other hand it was a lot of fun because I was always the new kid. But being the new kid, you also didn't have the depth that other kids had in their relationships. You didn't have any history, and that was a challenge because one. You were trying to come in and create new relationships, but two, um, yeah, they were interested and they were intrigued because you were the new kid, but their relationships were so founded in in history and each other and experiences that it was hard to break through yeah. some of those relationships. Yeah, kind of break into that circle. Yeah. Unless you found some people that were like willing and accepting to be yeah. that way. Hmm. Yeah, but I had a, you know, you know, as I reflect on that experience, you know, my experience you know, moving to Colorado was probably the best years of our military life is because we had a really open group of teens. I felt like I belonged. I got in and it was fun. I, I loved it when we moved to Colorado. So, you know, and I think, too, it also has to do with your age. At oh, the yeah. Time that you're yes. moving and sure. what's happening in your life, your confidence, your just the whole thing. I mean, it was, as, a, as a kid, as we all know, we've all gone through it. Um, as adults, we've gone through that childhood stage. And it's just during those adolescent years, those that wreaks havoc yeah. <laughs> on yourself, your psyche, your confidence, your soul. It does everything physically, mentally, emotionally. So, but you know what I really was thinking, I, ne I never really thought about this. And you pointed it out, is the effort that the... Uh, men and women um, that serve us um, in the front line, on the front lines, um, really, it's like, it is, it is self-sacrificing. And, and I never really thought of the fact that they're just not thinking, they're, they know, they knew when they were going into this, it's like, this could happen. I could be deployed. I could go to war. I could, any of those things, right? Or, or, or even like fighting fires. I mean, they could die in yeah. that service. And I guess thinking that, you know, the worst thing that could happen is death. I mean, if you think that way, then, you know, yeah, this, it's a, it's, you know, it's kind of a, I don't want to say, I don't know, mind over matter. Um, well, I guess so. It's like, it's just, it's a characteristic that is really, um, I want to say unique again. And the reason I was thinking about this is because I, I just didn't think about them. I don't know how to say this. I do think about them doing that. I'm not, I guess I just didn't really think about the depth of it until I was actually thinking about the challenge group that I'm doing right now. And the challenge group I'm, I'm running right now is a 10 day challenge group that is all about like, look, we've been dealing with this COVID thing for over two months, three months, wherever you are, it could be longer. Um, and the quarantine and a lot of times people are just, you know, not, they're not in their routine. And so I started a, what's called a quarantine takedown challenge, basically 10 days of, you know, stopping the vices that you are, um, you may have picked up or you've, you've gotten out of a routine. You were in a great routine prior to this pandemic mess. And now you are out of that routine. So it's like, okay, look, 
let's stop screwing around and let's take 10 days and get rid of whatever vices that have been bothering you. Like I've got people in my group that are saying, you know what, for me, for instance, I want to quit the sugar. Okay. Cause I've been like snacking too much and the sugar is just really getting to me and wreaking havoc on my body, sugar and grains. Others are like, you know, I got out of the habit of working out. Others are, I got out of the habit of, you know, drinking lots of water or taking care of me or eating well, or just the different things. And they're just like, okay, I'm done. I need to just go cold Turkey and quit this bad habit that I've started up again. And I said, okay, well, great. Let's do this group. Let's, let's get this done. Let's quit making excuses for ourselves and, and do it. And we talk about effort over excuses. And I wrote about that to them. And I talked to them about that. It's like, you know, when I think about effort over excuses, I think of the word effort as an action. It's the work that needs to be done. And the excuses are the feelings that are getting in the way. Those are like the quote unquote reasons you don't want to do it. Well, really, they're not actual reasons. They're just your feelings getting in the way. Like you could say, hey, I'm too tired to work out today. It's like, really, are you too tired? Or did you just not plan well enough and not sleep enough the night before? So get better at that, change the routine and sleep better. That's really what the problem is. It's like get to the nitty gritty of the problem because whatever the feelings are, you can work through that. You could be feeling, let's just say I'm, you know, I'm, uh, oh, I, I didn't get to, you know, like for instance, my sugar, my sugar addiction. I could say, oh, well, there was nothing left in the house, so I just had to have that cookie. It's like, really? Is that really the case? Or you just gave into that and you were feeling like I have to have that cookie at that moment because I didn't plan well. <laughs> so those are all your excuses and your feelings getting in the way of the real issue, which is maybe needing a plan, uh, sleep more, uh, put all your water bottles out and fill them up the night before. I mean, there's so many things you can do. It's just you're used to going the easy way out and making excuses for yourself. And that's where when you bring up the military or our frontline people, um, men and women, it's like they're just going to do it because that's just what they do. It's just we got to do it. Yeah. One of the things I keep thinking back to at the beginning of the year, we did a 2020 focus group to really mm -hmm. get focused on the new year. And as I'm listening to you about the corn 10, basically what people, what you're inviting people to do is to refocus on the original things that they set out to in January, because a lot of them are doing the exact same things that they outlined January 1st. It's just, you know, they got sidelined, they got, you know, crippled, derailed, derailed because of derailed. Corona, everybody got derailed. And so all of a sudden we have this new normal where we're at home, we can't go do the things that we normally do. And so it's easy when things are going tough to slide into those bad habits or slide into inaction or slide into just the status quo. And it requires a shift in your mindset. And that's what you've invited people to do. It's like, look, we're going to take the next 10 days and we're going to reset our mind. We're going to reset our heart and we're going to recommit to those goals that we originally had. And I've thought a lot about 
you know, our group that we started out at, we outlined, you know, specific activities. And I've been thinking about how can I build some similar activities that would invite people to refocus? Because now we're May, almost June. I mean, literally, we're week away from June and we're almost halfway through the year and are you on track or have you allowed the the changes in life to derail you from the intentions that you set out at the beginning of the year and I don't think that actually being derailed is a bad thing no I think that you know when you get derailed because we all do I mean, we did. Obviously, I did because I'm talking about like I was snacking on sugar mm-hmm. too much and I don't normally do that. So it's like, what happened? I just allowed myself to just be complacent. It's okay. I don't know. It's okay. I'll just eat a few pieces here. And the next thing you know, I'm eating more M&M, peanut M&M. A whole and bag. Next, and then a whole bag goes away. <laughs> and it's like, that's not my norm. But, you know, again, we became complacent. And that's actually kind of a nice wake up call again. Kind of like this pandemic though it's like a little wake-up call hey you know what you don't you know did you take for granted that stores are all open take for granted our date nights where we would go you know to the movies on occasion or whatever or go out to dinner it's like gosh yesterday when we went out to dinner I was so excited it's like (laughs) I thought wow you know it's it's like I'm never going to take this for granted again and it's not so much that we got to I mean yeah it is so much that we got to go out and do something that we normally do. And I don't think twice about it. I guess I shouldn't say like, I didn't take for granted that we get to have date nights. I just took for granted the fact that I get to go to a restaurant. Yeah. And so, and, and so that reset my focus and reset myself to think, yeah, I could be mad about it at first. Like, this is stupid. I can't believe we have to not have, you know, the restaurants open or whatever. I can, I can feel that way, but then it's like, okay, now what am I going to do about it? Am I going to continue to complain about it and get nowhere? Or am I going to just, you know, put the effort for forward and say, okay, what else can we do? So we knew we could have takeout. Um, and so we could go to a park still and sit and have a picnic. Or even if we couldn't go to a park, we can go to our front lawn. Or, you know, I mean, these are honestly, these are just first world problems, really. Yeah. It's like, you know, what we're complaining about or thinking about are first world problems. And then in that situation, it actually makes me feel even more stupid and more like, Gosh, what am I complaining Ungrateful, about? Ungrateful, selfish. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I start feeling like, you know, what am I complaining about? So it really puts it in perspective when I start thinking that way too. Now, do I beat myself up about it? No. I just go, okay, look, get off your little pity potty and go and take care of what you can take care of. And so that's that effort over the excuses. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean... And, and working with my team that I'm working with right now in this group, it's been great. I'm hearing a lot of options that you know, people are having for what they're doing. I hear a lot of people going, hey, what, what can I do here? You know, and this is what I've been doing. And this is, I'm like, wow, they're like problem solving themselves. They say like, okay, I screwed up here. I really need to, you know, I kind of backstep, but I'm not, I'm not going to stop now. And I'm like, dang, that's good. I mean, that's, that's a step in the right direction. And it's not easy to do. And that's the thing I think we fall into is like, what's the easiest thing? Because why would we want to blaze our own trail? Why? Why why make the effort? Why make it so hard on ourselves? Because I think by nature, we don't want to. Uh, yeah, that's why, you know, we can become complacent and lazy. It does take effort and does take work. But 
that's the best. I heard this today. I actually, I heard this today as I was listening to my um, devotional today. I heard this today, like your efforts are, yes, it's not easy, but it's much more rewarding than it is to go the easy way. Yeah. Well, when you think about when you think about water, when water flows down a hill, it looks for the easiest way to go. It, it you know it hits an obstacle and it adjusts and it, then it flows. But if you get enough water, it will slowly erode you know, a wider path for it. And and so as we're looking at these obstacles that we run against or that hit us from the side, if we can refocus we or adapt or move or shift it allows us then to keep on track to the goal and not be focused about the path but on the goal yeah and when you're able to keep the goal focused then the path is less important and a lot of times we get tripped up because we have in our mindset the way the path should be mm-hmm. but inevitably the path goes in a different direction to get you to that goal. Well, yeah. And that's what you're saying is like, you know, you're too tied to your expectations when you should just be, just focus yourself on the target. And as you focus on the target, you're going to get there. I mean, it may not be the straight arrow that you want it to be, but that's okay. Right. And, and, uh, is there such a thing as an arrow that curves? I don't even know. Uh, If it does, it's not going to, Oh, but you know what? I mean, I think about like Christian, he was our son, Christian. He has been into, um, archery or archery. Yeah. He's got a compound bow right now and he's been doing that. And just the, I mean, I was watching him and, and behind him watching him, how he was aiming and depending on how far the target was, um, the distance, it depended on how he would be able to angle his his bow so that his arrow would shoot an arc a certain way. Obviously, you have wind, you have all these other um, components that can affect where that arrow goes and how it lands and how it hits the target. But he adjusts accordingly. And that's, you know, so important for us to realize And I'm hoping that during this time that we've been going through, I mean, I've definitely learned a lot about myself. Um, You know, (laughs) I I mean, I learned a lot by myself and I learned that I'm, I'm not, um, what's the word? Uh, I was going to say, what's the word when you're not, that I can be um, derailed, I can be broken, I can be, anyways, (laughs) I can't think of the word, Um, but it'll come to me later, guys. (laughs) <laughs> but, but I, I, I am fallible. I'm not oh. infallible. Yeah, no, that's great. That's, that's a great word. No, that's a great I'm word. Fallible. And I'm like, not that I ever thought that I was perfect in that sense. I mean, obviously I, I don't, I've told you guys before, I don't like that word perfection anyways. Um, but it's the fact that I'm thinking, I thought I had it dialed in. Like my nutrition is very much dialed in. Like I don't really waver. I have a you know, a day that I might go and look, okay, birthday celebrations. I might like, oh yeah, I'll have a treat. And it does not bother me one bit. I don't even like think about it. I'm like, it's okay. It's cool. I allow that. I have that dialed in until this pandemic happened. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm home more. I'm doing this now. You know, I'm just those kind of things. And it's like, oh, look at you, Judy. You, you know, you can screw up here. You think you have it all in, in, you know, in check, but you don't. And that's great for me to know that I do have to keep on my toes. 
Yeah, because complacency can really set you back, right? Because you have a habit, you have a ritual, and when you slide into complacency, it's it's you're able to slide out of those habits that you've established. Mm-hmm. Well, and the complacency is that easy way out. Yeah. Well, and, and again, remember that this is all about learning and progressing. So you got, you did that. Okay. So move on from there. It's like, if you don't like it, then do something about it. And that's the effort part that's and quit making part. excuses. And that's probably, probably the most, um, I guess, I don't like falling into that trap of, oh, I'm making excuses for myself. I don't like falling in that trap. And I obviously can fall into that trap. So, um, I, yeah, I just, it, it bothers me when I hear, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have, okay. It really bugs you. You do not like excuses. I don't. But the thing is, is I do understand when you don't have time because there are definite times in your life, like I want to call them emergency situations where it's like, you ain't gonna, you're not going to have the time, you know, right. there's a death in the family. You're not going to have the time. There's sickness that you're dealing with. You're not going to have the time, but is that the norm? No. And that's what I don't like when yeah. it's the norm. Well, and I think one of the synonyms that goes with effort is discipline because when things get challenging, you need to exert, you need to have the discipline to exert extra effort to push through that challenging moment. And I'm, Thinking about your example of uh, Christian's archery, you know, I went out there and I'm watching him shoot and and he asked me if I wanted to try it. And, and I'm like, sure, I'd love to try that. So in my mind, um, he explained to me how to aim the, the, the bow and arrow. And I thought I understood. So on the, on the bow, there's actually little indicators based on your distance that you adjust the angle of the bow and so I thought I had the distance the right pin aligned for our distance and I'm shooting it and it keeps hitting in the ground and then going up and he's like man what are you doing and I'm like I don't know I'm taking that pin and I'm aligning it with the target he goes oh no 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 you need to see this little um, circle the sight actually on the string that you need to look to that little tiny site. And it's less than dimes. I mean, it's puny. And then you have to look at that and then align the little pin on the thing. And because I didn't understand that one little component, it was taking my effort and shooting it in literally into the ground. And I think a lot of times when we're pursuing a goal, we start out and we're missing the mark. And it's because we don't have all of the information. It's either because we didn't put the effort at the beginning to get all of the information that we needed so that we could execute properly, or while we're starting on the trail and we're taking those first initial steps, we're not stepping back to readjust, to take the effort to go, what am I doing wrong, and truly self-assess so that we can make the adjustments to then execute. Well, and I don't think that you have to have all the components or all the information at the very beginning either, because that can put you into analysis paralysis where yes. you never even execute. Yes. So I think you just have to have enough information to keep yourself safe. I think, you know, enough information to keep yourself safe and 
and then as you go and do it, you just have to do it. You yes. just, I mean, and, and <laughs> I think you and I are and from that same mold. We're like, okay, well, and we know this, we know that, and this is enough to keep us safe. And we actually don't even know if that's enough to keep us safe, but it seems right. And then we go for it. And then we find out, oh, well, we should do this. And it's not that we're trying to be careless or reckless. It's just that there's a time where you just cannot continue to like, I got to figure out all the pieces because you're not going to. No. There's too much information, too many different ways to do something that you just got to try. It's kind of like with, um, with, again, health and fitness, nutrition. It's a huge component. 80% of what you do if you're trying to lose, gain, maintain, whatever, or keep yourself healthy is nutrition. And... I can give a baseline to somebody, a baseline of nutrition information, and yet we still have to tweak it along the way because there it's everybody's body, everybody's personality, everybody they're they're going to react differently because we're so unique. And so that's the kind of situation with um, anything in life. It's like you've just got to get enough to get going and then keep learning along the way. And you never stop learning. I mean, I, I, I'm always learning. I don't have it all dialed in with nutrition and information because there's always new information out there. And everybody has a new, unique body, just like with the, with the um, shooting, you know, with an arrow. It's like, yeah, you have great conditions, let's say weather conditions. And yet what happens when it's not? And then something else happens. And then what, you know what I mean? It's just, there's always going to be something. And that's kind of the situation with, the pandemic. It's like, whoa, this came in and then we have this new information and this new information and now this. And it's like we keep having to adjust. And yeah, it can be uncertain to adjust, but it also can be rewarding because you're learning so much along the way. And I think that's also where people might give up because they're tired of learning. And it's like, why are you tired of learning? That's your whole your whole being, that's amazing. That's an amazing aspect of being a human is that you can constantly learn. You, there's no end to this learning. And that's um, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I don't even know like if you grasp that concept, but the idea of my brain continually learning and growing and developing right now is amazing to me. Well, it's like my cousin's husband, Bill Conley, once told me, he goes, he goes, if I had enough time, I could learn everything and I would want to, right? And so there's a couple things in there. One, he has a passion and the desire to keep growing, but he's willing to put the effort in and not make excuses. So in his example, he's like, the only excuse I have is death. Other than that, I'm going to put in the effort to learn and to grow. And so I guess the real question that I would have for everybody today is if you're not achieving your goals, what has changed? Has something changed in you to where you've fallen into complacency and you're not putting in the effort? Do you need to readjust? Are there things that maybe you hadn't considered that you may need to learn? So what are you doing to put the effort in to get back on track to those goals? Or do you need to adjust your goals a little bit based on new information so that you can get to the destination that you're trying to get and to and not be willing and not get caught up on the path? Well, and, and I love that thinking about the fact that you and all that you just said, 
It's everything is that you have the power. You have the power and the choice to do whatever you want to do, really. And if you don't at this point have the ability to do something because of whatever is, you know, I mean, you just can't get at that, you know, do that goal or get that to get to that goal, then adjust. But, but the, but the whole point is most of us have the power and the choice and that's huge. It's huge. It's really huge. And when you have the determination, the discipline and willing to put forth the effort, anything is possible in your life. Right. Effort, effort over excuses, basically work over your feelings. So, you know, get out of your own way, get your feelings out of the way, and then look at the situation without your feelings. That's really, and that's like a clinician, like a, a doctor, right? They're just getting the facts. Like this is, they're not tied to your feelings. So think about it clinically. What's the issue? Take care of it from there. There was a phrase in there that I really liked and it was, and so I'm going to have to go back and listen to it because you said something like effort over excuses will inevitably lead you to where you want to go. But you said it nice and succinctly and I didn't do such a good job, but and I really liked it. And obviously it wasn't, uh, I didn't No, remember. it was great. I just, I, I got tripped up on myself. So, hey guys, so go revisit the things that you set out at the beginning of the year and say, all right, am I on track? What do I need to do to readjust? What effort do I need to implement to enable me to get to those goals? Because everything that you are that you set out to do is within your reach if you're willing to pay the price. Go take your life back, friends. Go take your life back. So with that said, thank you guys so much for joining us every week. Please remember to subscribe, review, and give us a shout out. We'd love to hear the things that are on your mind, and we hope that everything is going great for you and your family. And we want to say thanks again to those men and women that serve us in the military, in the, in the police, in the fire department, all of you amazing people that give so much to us. Thank you so much. And as always, mahalo. mahalo.